And we're back. Episode two slash the first real episode, I reckon, Dan, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> Last week, people just put up with listening to us. Uh, this week, we actually yeah. get a guest back on the show, get back into the real flow again. Okay, that's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. What week's it this week? Oh, it's actually National Beef Week, isn't it? Yeah, I just find it odd that off air you just told me you're cooking a chicken and you burn it. So uh, I just find it odd that it's National Beef Week and uh, that's going on, you know? I can't believe you mentioned it. Didn't didn't burn it. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Just crack on. Just done a, done a tad faster than you thought. Mm. On this week's show, <laughs> we have got the badass himself, Badass Dave from Badass Beef Co. Hey, mate, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, guys. I'm good, guys. Pleased to be here. Pleasure to be on. How's it going? Oh, it's very good. It's National Beef Week. I'm burning chicken. Uh, everything's going amazingly well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Must admit, a wee bit disappointed that you're not cooking more beef, but you did have two one kilo bad boys at the weekend, to be fair. So yeah. uh, you, may, you maybe had your feed of beef for this week. Yeah, uh, yeah. We should talk about that. But you're you're right. It was uh, the weekend. We had great fun cooking. We had some real badass steaks that you supplied for me. They looked awesome. They were so good. But they were they were so huge that I served up like the first one, sliced it all up, and put it onto the plates for my wife and two kids. And then there was one whole one still left. So I basically ate a whole one to myself. So when you said about. Uh, you've probably eaten enough beef. You're you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were they were monsters. They were they were proper badass steaks. They were the baddest assest steaks I've ever had. Yeah, it was good. Right, so let let's get back to you, Dave. Could you just take give, give us like a quick intro into who you are and what where you're from? Uh, well, name's Badass Dave, the owner of the Badass Beef Company. Uh, we're based up in Scotland, um, and we deliver probably the best damn steaks you'll ever taste directly to your door, and probably the coolest box you'll ever see as well. Um, based just outside of Glasgow, uh, we've got our own our own factory there. Um, we've actually, uh, my family, we've been in the meat industry for three generations, so I like to call myself the third generation of passionate carnivore. Um, and I'm just spreading, spreading the love for good beef and, and good meat across the nation. Awesome. So, so you've, the beef company's been in the family for... Um, I, I would say probably about 40 years now. Um, it started off with my grandfather. He had a butcher shop. Um, and then my own dad and my uncle, they get involved and expand, expanded the business. Um, and eventually got up to owning three abattoirs at one stage. It's a little bit smaller now, um, but we, we do have our own wholesale operation. Um, so basically everything is hand-selected. We're in total control from start to finish to the whole thing. So um, that's how I know my beef's the best because I get to see it all before I put it in the boxes. Definitely. So, awesome. Yeah, so so you what's like badass beef is your new uh, new venture, but what's the the original one is it's um it's actually APJS Limited. Um that's just named after my grandfather, Archie himself, the old boy. Good yeah. giving him a shout out there. <laughs> 
so yeah, like I said, he, he started it, um, and there's a kind of legacy there to uphold. Um, and obviously, over the last well, God knows how many years, the boom of online sales has just been incredible. Um, and you know, online meat sales has been starting to grow as well over the last few years. And unfortunately, there's been a little bit of a demise in the butcher shop, the retail butcher, the high street. I think the high street up and down the UK um, has actually been struggling for a wee while due to online retailers and certainly some of the, the big supermarkets themselves. Um, so it was for this reason I decided to come up with the, the Barras Beef Company um, to try and get younger people um, into buying meat again. Um, you know, a cool brand that people could buy into, a little bit more fun, a little bit more edgy, um, something that people could kind of associate with and have fun with. Makes complete sense. I mean, it, it, the, the brand and everything is, is really cool, really into all of that. And uh, as you said, it's great to be keeping on the legacy and, and uh, keeping that going and, and putting a new spin on things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I've been in the business myself now 12 years um, wholesaling. Uh, I've been doing it since I was 20. Uh, I went to the University of Life for a couple of years first before I settled down into the family <laughs> business. Um, and then I've been cutting meat, lifting meat, sawing meat, grading meat, eating meat, cooking meat, uh, everything you can imagine um, for the last 12 years. Um, just as passionate about, about uh, good beef as I am, good cars, um, good beer. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just as much as my passion as as, uh, as those two, um, even up there with football as well. So uh, it's my hobby. It's it's my livelihood. It's everything. Uh, I just love it, to be honest. Sound like a man after my heart. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> I might have to move up to Glasgow, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Why do you have to live the furthest away point possible to me? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's not ideal, but, you know, there's a lot of good beef up here. Um, so it's nice to stay in Scotland. But that being said, um, you know, we're not Scotch beef specific. Um, we're not necessarily breed specific. Um, we buy the best beef that we can get our hands on just up and down the country. Um, we use live auction markets we've got you know a handful of trusted guys that buy for us um they know we want good thick fat marbled beef um and then when it comes up to my place i obviously see every single bit of meat and uh, i get the cherry pick cherry pick you know a lot of the good stuff for badass beef um we've got a pretty cool little meat vault up there as well um it's got himalayan rock salt we've got dehumidifiers we've got extra fans for that extra airflow, so the air's bouncing around all over the meat. Um, it's you know any bacteria that's in the air's not got a chance to settle, so it gets really dry, really quick, really hard, um, and it's in there for you know, 28 to 35 days um, before we get it out. Obviously, having the wholesale operations amazing because the guys they can bone that out really, really quickly. Um, and I've got a partner down in the Midlands with uh, some fantastic laser-guided slicing machines. Um, they can cut the steaks within a gram either side in minutes. They absolutely rattle them. So uh, in terms of precision and packing, um, they really do a cracking job for me. That sounds a lot more technical than what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I've, it's just suddenly going like so many questions here now. <laughs> I just started writing down, right? oh, different breeds, dry aging, yeah. 
um, yeah, air yeah. flows, salt in the rooms, uh, laser yeah. cutters. Right, right. Where do we start? <laughs> good, good, good. I'm glad I'm giving you a little bit to run with there. <laughs> You know, even just going back to the breed, so it's quite nice, actually, quite refreshing that it's not all about the this single breed this and single breed that. That actually, it's just the best beef on the day from the markets that, that yeah. you've been able to source, and, and and that's quite refreshing actually to hear. To be honest, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, the UK native cattle um, that has been put on a pedestal, it's good. You know, Aberdeen Angus. It's good. That's why it's got a name all over the world. Uh, I think it diluted it a little bit personally. Um, but then you've got like Hereford, Shorthorn, Longhorn, Belted Galloways and so on and so forth. But then you have the the Continental Crosses, uh, which people maybe don't want to boast about so much. But a lot of the cattle um, is now so many generations old. They've all probably been mixed bred at some stage other than the absolute pedigree pure breed angus you know those producers you know they're fantastic at what they do and and they are pure blood and you know i can't say anything bad about those guys at all but for me the way i describe it is if all humans were the same then all cattle would be the same um you get different shapes different sizes and if a human goes to the gym looks after himself and eats the right food they're going to look better than someone who maybe doesn't eat the right food and, and necessarily look after themselves. And I think it's the same with a cow. If the cow's been nurtured from a young age with the right feed on the grass, um, with the right farmer, um, off of the right, the right mother and father, and it's just looked after um, and nurtured, it's just going to get that nice fat through it, uh, the marbling, the covering, um, and it's not necessarily down to the breed, it's just down to how that one cow was handled, you know, through the supply chain, through its through its life, uh, until it comes to the slaughter process. Yeah, and that's, that's like marbling cool. in the meat. Is is marbling very much like a breed thing, or or can it be like a, a way well, that's... I, I, I know myself, um, because we kill um, so many cattle, so many different breeds, that... It's really just down to the farmer and what it's fed. You know, a lot of the UK farms are all on the grass. Um, we've got that lovely weather, the lush grass. It's, that's why UK beef is, is so sought after all over the world. Um, because that grass gets into it, gives it that lovely kind of creamy colour and helps get the, the fat through the eye of the meat, um, which helps give that real nice flavour. Mm. Those steaks you sent me the other day, the fat fruit, those of the flavour from that was absolutely incredible. Do you, yeah. know, do you know what cow that was from that bit of steak there? I, I did, I did believe it a lot. I did, uh, and, and coincidentally, that one was an Aberdeen Angus. Was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was just a, just look at the draw, but um, the beef I'm selecting for badass, I don't check the breed. Um, I'm not bothered with the breed. For me, it's all about how big it is. The eye of the meat, the shape and the fat and, you know, how I just, how I think it's going to eat, how I think it's going to cook. Um, it's yeah. what I would choose for myself, if, if that makes any sense. I say, oh, you know, that would be fair there, that would do me nicely. So that was going to be <laughs> Yeah, we know it's had badass Dave's assurance of casting his eye over every steak. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it, that's yeah. it. Um, you must get pretty hungry while sat there looking at every steak coming through. <laughs> you do. Honestly, you do get pretty hungry. Um, 
But the good thing is, if I want to, I can just tweak a bit off and stick it in, <laughs> stick it in the grill and, and get it cooked up and eat it. So I'm fortunate enough that way. I have an endless supply of some of the best steaks. Um, and over and above that, the multitude of cuts that I can get my hands on as well, um, from niche little cheaper cuts um, to obviously the fillet and everything else in between for, for, for low and slow smoking. Um, I can get my hands on pretty much anything I want at any time. Lucky guy. Yeah. <laughs> what well, yeah. I heard you say it a few times, just wanted to clarify, you said the eye of the meat, did you? The eye of the meat. So when I say the eye, that's the, the, the shape of the steak. So when I'm looking at it, hanging it's not flat the way you would see it i see it with its back towards me mm-hmm. so i have to judge how thick that's going to be after it's boned out so that you get that real big steak on your plate uh i i want real big massive steaks on your plate that are you know real badass um the retail guys they want them a bit smaller um so they can feed everyone from kids to housewives to um, you know pensioners, they want maybe 170 gram, 200 gram steak. Most of the people I want to supply, I want them to be badass and, and, and want a big thick steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget the kids, forget yeah. the housewives. Unless, you, <laughs> unless you've got some badass kids. This is when you got a night in on your own and you really want, or you got the mates around, you got a few beers going and you want something badass to, to cook. This is This is... This is what it's for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, just now, um, obviously, you know, just launched in January. Um, I want to walk before I can run. So I've just got the sirloin ribeye fillet and centre cut uh, pavia rump steak on there at the minute. Um, but we have loads of stuff going on in the background at the minute. Loads of stuff, loads of boxes um, in development. I mean, I produce things like a boneless Jacob's Ladder, a boneless beef short rib, which, um, shout out to Barbecue Lads, he did an amazing pulled uh, beef short rib burger uh, the other week with it, and it just looked incredible. Um, You know, I've got uh, flank steaks, flat iron steaks, bavettes, I can do briskets. Um, You know, the opportunities are endless. I've got burgers in development. Um, the burger box is going to come with a free bag of pastrami, so you can do loaded burgers or loaded fries as well. So there's there's just so much stuff going on. We're really just at the beginning of our journey. Yeah, very very exciting. I'm just on the website now looking, and there's like all these different boxes with really cool names, like baddest beef box, and you've got one called I've got a bad eye box. <laughs> yeah, that that's one of my favourites. <laughs> that's uh, that's just a box full of ribeyes. Yeah. I've got a bad eye, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> the, the, I'll order the, one of those after the show. Yeah. The, the names, again, I, I want I want people to... The, the whole thing about badass beef for me is about an experience. It's about being fun. It's about, you know, giving something light-hearted to the experience. Um, people go on about, you know, the, the theatre of it and restaurants and the ambiance and everything else. I want people to go on and be kind of wowed at every stage along the process. So they go on the website, they're looking for a steak box and they see, oh, I've got a bad eye box. Um, there's there's a new one that's got all four steaks coming on. That'll be launched tonight or tomorrow. Foursomes are fun. 
you know, the fortunes <laughs> of box. You can take that in any way that you want, guys. Um, the the all rump box, it's a two kilo box of 10, 10 rumps in it. Um, doing a bit of sales pitch here. It's called the rump grabber um, or, or grab, grabbing rumps box. So everything's fun and lighthearted. Um, and then the packaging, I spent a lot of time getting the box right. I've branded it, you know, the character bursts out of the jail when you open it. Uh, and even inside, they've got a nice silver foil and just get that bling factor. Um, so when you order the box, you receive the box, you eat the steaks, you're just like, wow, 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 just all the way along the chain. And it just resonates with you, an emotional attachment, not only to me, but to me. And, you know, just get everybody loving meat, loving the brand, having fun. Yeah. Yeah, you have nailed it there, mate, because um, often, like, you find with kind of these box things, you you order a box online, and often the box on the website just looks, like, amazing. Then you get it, and it's just a cardboard box, whereas yours genuinely looks exactly how you described it. Uh, you're opening it up, you see uh, the badass, like, breaking out of the jail. It, it is a really good I love the, I love the whole thing. It's awesome. It's good good work. <laughs> I, I did I did do a bit of market research first, and and again bought a lot of boxes. And what I found was it just came in a plain cardboard box. And for me, you know, people who are spending decent hard earned cash on some good badass steaks, when they get it, I want them to be like, oh, yeah, you know, that that really is worth the money. Um, be overwhelmed rather than underwhelmed. Yeah. So how do you, you've got on the website and your steak section, you've got the fillet, you've got the ribeye, sirloin. Like what What would you recommend? Is this just like personal preference on steak or are these well, be- for, better for different things? Like how do you well, recommend? The thing for them is it's the four most well-known um, cuts and th- this is a brand for the masses as well as the real uh, the kind of hardcore carnivores and, and barbecue guys. I'm actually going to have a carnivore box which will be getting launched, which will have things like the hanger steak, the flat iron steak, the bivette steak, the Denver steak. Um, for the real passionate carnivores who would know those cuts and know how to cook them, um, you know, they, if you cook them the wrong way, can maybe be a little bit tough sometimes because of the way the muscles work. Um, but the four I put on, I mean, the fillet is the Rolls Royce. Um, it's a capular muscle, C-A-P-U-L-A-R. It just doesn't move. It doesn't do anything within the, the animal, which makes it so tender. Uh, a lot of people complain that it can be bland, um, but with the right marbling and the, the right aging and the right barbecue, I can assure you, they still taste bloody good. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> And, uh, I completely agree, and I think that sometimes it gets a bit of a bad rep, uh, particularly like sort of in the last few years. I think everyone's like sort of not how many puts it down or, or beef snobs. You can get beef snobs, yeah. you, you know, uh, who think that they have to have a ribeye or, or you're not, you're not, you're not a beef guy, you're not cool, you know, it's got to be fat, it's got to be a ribeye. But horse, you know, different different times, you, you can have different Every, things. Everything's got its place. Every cut's got its place. Exactly, exactly, 100%. Um, I uh, just the other night, I had, uh, me and my two daughters, we had steaks. Um, it was a couple of paddy rump steaks, a couple of fillet steaks. Um, I had both. Um, and 
I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. I really, I really did. I was like, oh, do you know what? I really, it is quite nice to just get something that tender every now and again. Yeah, I also think, like Ben said, it, it's some. Also, sometimes it also comes down to how you're going to cook it, how you're planning on cooking it. If you want like a a quick grilled steak, or you want to go uh, go dirty, like you want to cook it to stay on the chuck, like different different cuts sort of react to different cooks better, as as you touched on as well, and and then obviously. You, you choose the you choose the the steak to the method, or you choose the method to the steak, depending on on how you're planning your night. So, yeah, like so a re- yeah. my reverse sear is my favourite way to do a steak, but you you don't do it on every steak. Like it's not the no. perfect way to do every steak. Exactly, definitely, and like and and yeah, usually I would probably buy the steak and then plan to cook around it. But if you've got a load of mates coming over and you want something chucked on the the grill fast or something, then then you can also choose to cut around that. So it, it's, it's... A lot of the time that happens, the football's on, there's been a few beers, and the guy's like, Davey, get some steaks on. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. And it's a quick, you know, there's, there's garlic all over the place, there's, there's, there's seasons all over the place. Um, I end up, it takes, takes you a couple of days just to get the bloody grill clean because you're cooking it that bloody fast. Everything's spitting out everywhere. <laughs> and, um, you can create some real concoctions very, very quickly to try and get the boys fed at half time, I can assure you. Well, sounds good to be your mate. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to come down around to your house to game. <laughs> Anytime, guys, once we're out, once we're out, <laughs> out, I can assure you there's going to be a big badass party, a big <laughs> badass barbecue. We'll get that trending soon. Yeah, definitely. But again, just to warn about the other cuts, uh, obviously we touched on the, the fillet there, which is, again, great with a sauce. If, if you if you want to um, uh, have a sauce with it, it's good. A number of different sauces, or you can put, you know, a different rub on it. If you want to mix it up, you know, rub it right up and then do it with a, a real fast char on the, on the barbecue. But then, you know, one of the most uh, famous ones is the, the ribeye, made famous by TV chefs all over the world over the last three or four years, maybe a bit longer. Um, it's cut more down into the, the shoulder. It runs up from, from the shoulder, which is the hardest working part of the animal. So it, it works a bit harder, uh, but it contains a lot more internal fat, core fat, more often than not that knob of fat running right through the middle, um, separating the the kind of cap muscle and the main eye muscle. Um, great flavour. Um, cracking steak. Some people who maybe don't necessarily want too much fat uh, might not want to go for it if they want to be a bit healthier or if they just don't necessarily like that texture in the mouth, they might not go for it. Um, but in terms of flavour, it's right up there. Um, and it's a great, great cut because it's so versatile. Um, you can keep it on the bone and just have a full rib roast in the oven, you know, for a carvery, you know, for Christmas or it's Sunday. You've got loads of family rounds. Um, you can cut it into full rib steaks on the bone for your reverse sear. They do cut the boofs, cowboy steaks, tomahawk steaks. Normal ribeye steaks, you know, I could go on and on. So great tasty cut uh, and, and very versatile with what you can do with it. And everyone knows, you know, do a reverse here, tomahawk or coat de boeuf, you know, one, one and a half kilo bit of meat. You probably can't get any more badass than that, as, as Ben will tell you, because you had one at the weekend. Yeah. 
it was badass <laughs> so what are you a, a purist when it comes to your steak like if you had to have your like your ultimate perfect steak what what are you going to do to it you know i am probably not so much of a steak snob um i've been brought up eating, eating meat from i think since i could walk i think i've just always been surrounded by meat um Everyone, when they're eating their Sunday dinner, we get told, you're not allowed to go up the stairs until you finish all your vegetables. For me, it was the other way around. It was yeah. like, you're not leaving that table until you finish all that meat. <laughs> so um, I've always eaten loads of different kinds of steaks. And um, I always remember when a kid and my dad had these really, really, really cool um, sizzling, sizzling stones, like sizzling plates. Yeah. Um, and they were in the shape of a bull. Uh, and I used to bring out uh, a sirloin steak, absolutely sizzling, just, you know, nothing else but a sirloin steak sizzling, and I would have it rare, and it would just melt, and salt and pepper, job done. And for me, I don't know whether it's a nostalgia thing, or because I'm so used to it, but for me, simple sirloin steak, salt and pepper, done in the pan, rare, for me, that, that's as good as any steak. It really is. Um, as long as it's the right steak, aged long enough, cooked the right way, you, you can't really go wrong. Um, which will lead me on to the, the pavy rump steak, the centre cut. Um, when that's in the pan, you can almost not tell the difference between that and the fillet. Um, I took a picture the other night, I'll upload it onto my Instagram and, and see if anyone can tell which one is which. Um, not as tender as the fillet, but super, super, super tasty. Uh, lean as well, no fat, no gristle. Um, so, so it's healthy as well. Um, so I think that's me explained explained the four cuts a little bit. Yeah, you you did all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just starving now. Well, the can't wait to go and eat my burnt chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying it's burnt. It's not burnt, it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to be so disappointed eating chicken. It's just going to seem dry now after all this. Let's oh, <laughs> just rub some beef on it. it? <laughs> I've got some beef gravy. I can pour that over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I'm a little bit worried, but Dan's got a game for us to play. And he hasn't told me what it is, so I'm a bit worried as to what this is going to be now. Mystery games. Yeah, so this is, yeah. This is risky. But, but my game's sort of badass, ruined. Badass, we like this kind of shit. Because <laughs> we've sort of touched on all these points throughout the talk. So, But I'm going to go for it anyway. The game is called Overrated, Underrated. Okay. So I'm going to... We need to make a little jingle for it. Can you, can you replace Ben, please? That, that enthusiasm is what I need in life. Thank you. No hassle. No hassle. So, so I'm going to I'm going to say something, and uh, and you can you can rate it overrated or underrated. You can also, if you would like to, uh, say something about it if you want. Uh, if you don't want to, we can just move on. It's up to you. I'll, I'll leave that <laughs> I think I better explain. I think I need to say overrated, <laughs> underrated, and the reason yeah. why. Yeah, justify okay. it. Yeah. As I mentioned, some of these things have already come out, but we will talk about it anyway. So, overrated, underrated, dry aging. It is not overrated. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That one was was a tricky one. Uh, 
dry aging is good, but you can get away with wet aging as well. Um, and some people will also say that we've always dry aged. It used to just be called something different. It was just called well-hung meat back in the day. Yeah. Okay. This is this, I've heard this as well being mentioned. So overrated, underrated, dry aging in a salt chamber. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Okay. There needs to be a middle one. It can't. Yeah. You can't it's, it's, it's not right, is it? Because they're not okay, over let's, let's or go, under. They're just suit, they're right. Suitably rated then. Suitably rated. <laughs> Overrated. Underrated. Suitably rated. <laughs> just. Okay. I think it's just right or wrong, isn't it? Suitably, suitably <laughs> rated. Suitably rated. I, I, I see. I see the moisture. I see the moisture running down the salt block. So I know it's taking something out there. Yeah. There we go. Some some inside information. Uh, what feed cattle was raised on? Overrated, underrated? Oh, it needs to be fed right. Um, it's needed. It's suitably rated. <laughs> Fantastic. And I'm going to flip on its head a little bit here. I'm going to go, what's the most underrated cut? The most underrated cut of beef has to be... The flank steak. Okay, well there you've got it from the badass himself, flank steak. A lot of people guys. don't even know that you can. You, you, I mean, flank steak you can have as a steak. You can have it in a stuff fry. You can roast it. Um, in fact, there's a few underrated cuts. Um, the flank steak is one of them. Flat iron as well. That became popular recently. Um, that that's a really really good cut. Um, but the, the tri-tip as well, maybe not as a steak, but done as a roast. Um, I mean, if you were to do that, you know, possibly reverse seared or, or smoked and then seared, um, that, that's a good cut of meat. But yeah, for value for money, blank steak. Fantastic. That's, that's all I've got. <laughs> Overrated, underrated. Dan's game. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's team that left badass beef stumped because he felt that a lot of the answers were needed and there wasn't a third option. <laughs> Needs work, Dan. I think that's the message there. Right. All right. <laughs> I enjoyed it. That was good. Yeah, it was like a radio one game show. We're getting there, lads. Yeah. <laughs> Just if only we could have the amount of listeners. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it will come. Have faith. <laughs> oh, one la- one episode. last question from me. Is there any like secret steaks that we don't know about that are actually really awesome? Um, are you not allowed to tell anyone? Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, I think very recently um, the Denver steak has come out, um, which comes off of the diamond muscle, which is the eye of the ribeye, which is left running down into the shoulder. You know the chuck which you use for burgers? See the eye of the chuck? There's a little pencil muscle which sits right in the very centre of that. That um, that makes a Denver steak. That is probably a little secret number that not a lot of people will have heard of. Right. So I think you know, on the badass website you need like a hidden button somewhere that only the people in the know can find where to find the secret Denver steak. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. 
Well, yeah, well, maybe we need to come up with something. <laughs> the, the badass club. Yeah. To, it's like Fight Club. Oh. You don't, if you talk, rule number one. Don't talk about the secret meat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have to delete this episode now. We can't put this out, I'm afraid. <laughs> we'll put no. it out until someone messages us. As soon as you've discovered it, the podcast <laughs> evaporates. Well, like I said earlier on, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with a lot of new boxes and the pipeline um, for a lot of the more passionate carnivores who want to see a lot of these more unheard of cuts on the menu. So that'll all be coming. Um, just want to walk before I can run. Just make sure I get absolutely everything perfect that I can just now with the stock that I've got. Um, and then when I can get some more staff to help me, then yeah, we'll, we'll look at expanding the range. Um, we do take bespoke orders um, for the likes of the bone-in, badass, ribeye that Ben got at the weekend. Um, I can take special orders if you want to email support at badassbeef.co.uk. I can get you sorted out with some special stuff, um, some briskets and, and other things on request if need be in the short term. Uh, and then just watch this space on the website for them coming up very soon. Well, touching on that, so where can everyone find you? You said the email, but where, where can they find you on the oh, social you can find website? Um And my Instagram is at badassbeefco and uh, badassbeef on Facebook. So you'll find me on there. Go give us a follow. Um, and yeah, if any special requests, give us a shout or... Other than that, just get ordering and get these amazing steak boxes delivered right to your door and uh, share, share the love for badass beef. Awesome. Nice one. Well, thanks for coming on, mate. It's been great to speak to you and we'll uh, look forward to catching up with you again soon. Yeah, no, listen, guys, absolute pleasure and a privilege to be on. Um, look forward to catching up with you for a proper barbecue when we get all this stuff over and done with. Uh, until then... Stay safe and stay healthy. And uh, oh, big shout out to all the key workers out there, all the NHS workers and everyone keeping the nation going just now. So, yeah, big shout out to those guys as well while I'm here. Awesome. See, even the badass has got a nice side to him too. <laughs> That's it. Don't tell anyone else. <laughs> Great. See you later, guys. Cheers. See you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 I'm the best cook. I'm the best.